0: So what I saw in Tessa and what I really wanted to work towards was being more open with people. Tessa is the kind of person where anyone could walk up and talk to her and she'll have a conversation forever with them. And I'm very much not like that. You know, I have, especially in the past, tended to be more closed off person. So seeing how she could interact with anybody, that's something that I wanted to work towards and kind of emulate because it's really important in making connections and you know, kind of expanding your network is that ability to communicate and talk to people that you've never met before.
1: Welcome to another episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Green Roof team. My name is Nelson Fernandez, your host. And today, we're joined by one of our managers, Stephen. Stephen, how are you doing today?
0: I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Gotten a lot
1: of work done today. So just trying to keep the ball rolling. How are you? Ah, going pretty well. It's an unusually warm day in Chicago. Late, oh, early December now, I was going to say late November. But, you know, just showing, just vibing. Excited for today's episode talking about mentorship. Very excited too.
0: I am actually. This is a topic that I have a few different kinds of experiences with, so I'm really enjoying and looking forward to uh, talking about those experiences.
1: Sweet. So for everyone listening here today, we're pulling this topic get the right mentor out of a novel written by kevin johnson the entrepreneur of mind it's a great book highly recommend anyone to go out and read it a bunch of incredible topics focused on entrepreneurship so stephen kicking today's episode off i have a question for you there's a lot of confusion between the word mentor and coach and a lot of people use it interchangeably the two definitely are different in different aspects how do you describe a mentor versus Coach.
0: So just in like the more traditional sense, I see coach is more of an athletic kind of teacher, where a mentor is more like academic. But diving into it beyond that, my opinion is that a mentor while teaching you in a specific like subject or aspect of life is also still trying to learn and grow alongside of you. Whereas a coach is more of just a this is what I know, this is what I'm going to give you and teach you. And then you'll have to find somebody else. If I don't know the answer,
1: 110% I agree. Going off of a bit of research I did earlier, I found on Google they define a mentor as someone who shares their knowledge, skills, or experiences to help another individual grow and develop, while a coach is someone who provides guidance to a client on their goals to help them move forward. Okay. So, Steven, in your life, have you had any mentors? help guide you and share their knowledge to help you grow?
0: Yeah, so I've had a couple mentors within my life, some more effective than others, and some that, you know, I still talk to to this day and some that I don't talk to at all. My biggest mentor over the past five, six years, I think, would be uh, Tessa. She was my mentor within the National Leadership Conference. And she's taught me a lot about being a leader, being able to put yourself out there and to trust yourself and really gave me the confidence that I have now in my more adult life to make decisions and to kind of take charge in situations where I normally wouldn't have in the past.
1: So, when you first met Tessa, how did the relationship go about?
0: So, I first met Tessa uh, when I joined the National Leadership Conference. She was one of my class mentors, which was really cool because we got four for our year. And I don't remember exactly why Tessa and I became close. I believe that she was one of my class teachers. So, we have leadership classes and stuff. And I just talked to her a lot there. And, you know, it was very much this friendship rapport with her. She's an Athletic trainer at a school, so she knows how to interact with like high school students really well and get them talking and get them to kind of share what they enjoy. And so I don't know, it just was very natural. It wasn't anything that was like forced or like I was seeking out a mentor. It just kind of developed into that relationship, and I'm very glad that it did because I don't think I'd be the same person today without that relationship. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that
1: just naturally formed. Personally, I feel having that- that naturalness to it and it just coming together can be a great fit. Of course, like going out and seeking a mentor can, I'd say, have a different direction on how really, on the how the relationship goes about. So, when you first got acquainted with Tessa, and as you had that mentorship experience, did you see a level of success or knowledge in her that you wanted to obtain? And you saw yourself growing towards?
0: So what I saw in Tessa and what I really wanted to work towards was being more open with people. Tessa is the kind of person where anyone could walk up and talk to her and she'll have a conversation forever with them. And I'm very much not like that. You know, I have, especially in the past, tended to be more closed off person. So seeing how she could interact with anybody, that's something that I wanted to work towards and kind of emulate because it's really important in making connections, and, you know, kind of expanding your network is that ability to communicate and talk to people that you've never met before.
1: So... Do you still talk to Tessa up to this day? Do you guys still keep in contact?
0: Um, So we keep in contact a little bit because she is one of my class mentors. And even though I've graduated, she still sends messages to the group and everything. But it was never like, you know, we check in once a month or anything, right? So I would go to my conference, which is an annual thing, meet with Tessa, my other mentors, learn from them, grow from them. And then for the next 11 and a half months, I take the skills that I learned and put them into practice and really kind of push myself to reach those goals. And then when I came back the next year, basically evaluate how well I did, where I fell short, where I excelled and use those to redefine goals for the next year to keep growing and stuff. And even as I graduated, there were still things that myself and my classmates were being told by our mentors and Tessa that we still need to work on because we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And you can't become this great
1: exceptional leader in five years. That's a lifetime Goal. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Something that you can always strive towards and build upon over time. So aside from Tessa, do you have any other mentors that you pull from? Maybe more of a learning from relationship than with Tessa, where more of like a friendship relationship?
0: So mentors in terms of learning, I would say, you know, Alex within our team last year, I would consider him kind of a mentor in the aspect of electrical engineering, learning more about circuits and stuff. I had Gustavo when I was part of the leadership development program and he taught me a lot about responsibility time management and really making sure that you're self-disciplined in your life so even those i would consider more friendships because i think any mentor that you have that you get along well with that you learn from a lot and who you can openly communicate your shortcomings with you're going to start developing more of a friendship kind of relationship with them because if you can't be friends with them if you can't trust them how can Can they really teach you? Because you're not going to be open with them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, if you think about the acronym TEAMS, the T in it stands for TRUST Matters. Quite important for everyone out here listening to have trust. So, Stephen, with the relationship with Gustavo. How is that structured out? Did you guys have standard times to be meeting up? Did you have like a process, a structure, a framework to go off of?
0: Yeah. So with Gustavo, when he was my mentor within the LDP, we would have a weekly meeting where we would go over. We had like a topic each week that we wanted to cover. And then we had our own like personal projects that we were working on for the semester. So we would go over like my project, how I was doing with it, what was going right, what was going wrong, uh, what I could do better and just that kind of stuff. and I will be honest at that point in my life wasn't very good with time management. So Gustavo spent a lot of weeks with me kind of talking about how I could work on that and fix it and you know I still fall short sometimes, but I like to think that I do a lot better with it now thanks to him and what he taught me.
1: Yeah, I think just like leadership like time management is something that no one can be perfect at but just strive towards and just build upon it time over and over again. So, with these like weekly meetings and having been more structured, how did you feel if there is a mentorship or not afterwards? The structure? Like, do you feel like you still have that? type of relationship or is mentoring.
0: So with Gustavo, I don't know, it's kinda of hard to say. I still talk to him every once in a while through green roof, but it's not so much that mentoring relationship anymore. We kind of evolved out of that aspect. And now I'd say it's more of like a coworker kind of friend relationship. I never really hung out with him a ton. So I don't want to just like assume like yeah, Gustavo and I are besties, but I, I would consider him someone that I could talk to anytime that I needed help with anything. Cool.
1: Cool. So shifting gears and thinking about more from a big picture standpoint, if someone's out there looking for a mentor, what advice do you have to give them to go find a mentor?
0: I mean, that's tough because a lot of the time when you're looking for a mentor, or at least for me, like my personal experience, when I'm trying to find a mentor, the best mentors I've had, I wasn't searching for them. I wasn't going out and actively saying like, I need somebody to teach me this. I met somebody who was better at something than me. And then I learn. you know, I bring up in the past couple podcasts, I brought up rock climbing a lot, right? I have a lot of friends who are really good. And while I wouldn't specifically consider them mentors, right, they have mentored me in those aspects, because I put myself into a position where I could learn, it really depends on what you're looking for, what the subject is, what the topic is, you know, and can you get yourself into a place where you are surrounded by a lot of people who are interested in the same topic who might be better at that topic than you, right? So if you're a mathematician, go to a math conference, talk to people at a math conference, right? If you're an engineer, go to an engineering conference, because that's going to be where you find the people who are truly passionate about that subject and about kind of sharing their information and their knowledge, and who are looking to make connections.
1: And that's a great way to go about it. And I know from a previous episode with Zach that you he focused and talked about networking, talking about going to conferences with people that you want to be around, people who has aspiration, goals, or is doing what you want to do, so then you can be in that network and find more strictly from these people directly, like, oh, what do what do you do? What do you learn? What are your goals? So once you do go to those conferences and you're around those type of people, do you have any advice or suggestions on how you would go about breaking ice and building a relationship?
0: So breaking the ice is Always a really complicated question, especially for me, (laughs) because I've never been really good at that. But again, like going back to rock climbing, when I wanted mentorship in rock climbing, I just started talking to people about whatever it was I was doing, right? So whatever route I was trying to work on or finish I would just start asking anybody there like have you done this one Uh, do you know how to do this move and I think that's like a really good opener any kind of sport I think you could kind of take that approach in a more academic sense I'm not 100% sure because I haven't really gone after it in an academic sense but I do feel like you could kind of take that same way of do you know about this Uh, have you thought about this have you contemplated this If you're at a conference, you're going to be surrounded by tons of different people who specialize in different subjects or aspects of your topic. And a lot of conferences, there'll be booths that have, you know, research. So find somebody who has research that you think is interesting and then just start talking to them about their research because you already know that they like that. And if you are interested in it, then obviously you want to learn and that can be your way in. It's really just about finding some kind of shared connection to bridge that gap. You know, you don't want to go up and say, like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> you know, it needs to be personalized because that's going to be what gets them to want to keep talking to you.
1: So, how did you break the ice in July and join Green Roof Team? So, breaking the
0: ice, joining Green Roof Team, I was interested in the leadership development program. And I went into the office to find out, like, how I could register. And I was talking to Zach about it. And Zach actually broke the ice with me and was like, yeah, what's your major? Because we might be able to get you involved in something right now. And I told him, and he goes to this huge calendar on the the wall that's just filled with stuff and he just kind of scans it and he goes this one <laughs> and it was green roof team he told me the meeting time and i showed up to the first meeting a little bit late because i think
1: i had class right before and I, I think the rest was kind of history so as we begin going towards the end of today's episode i do want to bring up one new area have you personally had any experiences with a mentor or a coach before that you like to share?
0: Yes. (laughs) I will not name names because I think that's unprofessional, but I did have a mentor, coach, uh, kind of supervisor. It was a weird. I don't know what exactly to call them, but in my opinion, they had a tendency to get involved in mine and other mentees' personal lives more than they had a right to. And if you don't have that relationship, if you haven't worked towards building that friendship, and you start crossing those lines, at least for me, I didn't like that because I felt like I didn't have a disconnect from that mentor where I wanted that disconnect. I'm a very private person and I wanted to have me learning here and me and my life, and those are separate. And in my situation, it felt like I didn't have that. It felt like he's going around me, to find stuff out out about me to then use against me, which was not okay because it wasn't related to what I was being mentored on, in my opinion. And so you really need to set boundaries because if you don't set those boundaries, then they're going to get crossed and then you're not going to have a good learning experience.
1: Cool. Thank you for sharing. So would you suggest like a few red flags you look out for in the future would be how the trust level is, which correlates to like the bonding side, but then also understanding and having clear set boundaries?
0: Yeah, I definitely think that setting boundaries at the start is very important. And those boundaries can shift as you go along, but at least having a baseline to work off of, and then maybe reevaluating it at some point in your relationship. So like, say six months down the line, if you're still getting mentored by this person, then you can reevaluate your relationship and your boundaries. But having it very clear where you want that separation, I think is really important, because I know that it personally ruined an experience for me and a few other people that I know, because we all had very similar experiences where we had our boundaries crossed and And we couldn't come back from that.
1: Cool. Thank you for sharing. So as we begin now wrapping up, Stephen, do you have any advice for anyone out there on mentorship or how to maybe go find a mentor or be a mentor?
0: So yeah, in terms of finding a mentor, just kind of going back to what I said earlier, put yourself in positions where you're surrounded with like minded people in the subject that you want to learn. And in terms of becoming a mentor, if you are in a situation where you're surrounded by a bunch of people, and you have something that you think that you can contribute or help with, then, you know, make it known. Nobody, nobody's going to get mad at you for trying to share knowledge. You know, if they're open to learning, if that's what they're there for, then they're going to be welcoming and accepting of it. And You could even learn more from them. That's a lot of what's been going on with me for rock climbing is I'm learning from my mentors, people who are better than me. And then when I'm there on my own and I see new rock climbers, I can just pass that wisdom down the line and keep it going. Right. And that sparks interest in your subject. It keeps people wanting to come back and learn more at once. It makes people want to share what they've learned because now they have this sense of pride in what they've learned. And I think that's really the best way to keep a spark alive within
1: your subject. Thank you for sharing and thank you again for coming on to today's episode. Yeah, thank you for having me. And for everyone listening out there today. Definitely come check out the Green Roof Team's website, follow us on social media, and don't forget to go watch past episodes. We've got amazing topics out there focused on entrepreneurship and sustainability. And remember, folks, stay sustainable.